Welcome to the Radio Plasma Podcast, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com, also available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashi Vega. Today we have another of our local politics conversations. Today we have a returning candidate for Ward 6 City Council. Today we talk with Juan Anderson Burgos. Juan, welcome to Radio Plasma. Thank you for having me, Johan. Thank you very much. Well, it is uh, now official that you are running for the City Council for Ward 6. Like I mentioned, you are returning because this will be the second time you're doing it. But this is now a more interesting scenario, and we will get to that in a few moments. But before getting into the politics scenario, it is more important to know about you, about who you are, and a little bit of your story, because that is the most important connection to understand and to see what are the reasons for you to be running right now. So let's start a little bit of talking about, about you. Okay, um, thank you. So I was born and raised in Holyoke April 1st, 1970. I'd like, you know, about me, um, I'm a very fair person, you know. I take a good look at politics and, and I say, there's a lot of things that I see that are unfair, things that are happening in the city and I want to be a part of, you know. I was born and raised here, so it's in my nature to want to go out and do the right thing for not just a portion of Holyoke, but for all of Holyoke. Uh, I love Holyoke with all my heart, and uh, I want to see things happen. And in order to do so, we need to really look at how our city government is run. You know, we need to take it apart and really dissect it and figure out what is going wrong in Holyoke. What can I do to make it better? And getting involved is, is part of that process. If I can get involved, and if the city of Holyoke will have me, I truly believe deep in my heart that I can make a difference. Because anyone and everyone who knows me knows I'm a fair person. I'm not going to simply vote yes or no based on, say, for example, 99% of the people in Holyoke want to see something pass and that 1% is unheard. And we all know inclusion is part of that process or should be part of that process. And sometimes there are a lot of people who are not included. I want to be the person, that fair person, who's going to listen to both sides, whether I agree with it or not. I can't just say yes or no. I need to process it. I really need to figure out what is the betterment of our community for all of Holyoke, not just one portion of Holyoke. And that's what I want to do. That's, that's me. That's who I am. I, I want to make things right. I always, you know, I, sometimes I can't sleep at night because I'm constantly thinking, well, what if we did this? Or what if we, what if? You know, and, and, and sometimes when you go on the whim of things and you just say, oh, well, you know, that's not going to, that's not the way I want it because this is, so I think sometimes we're selfish and, and we need to stop and say, well, just because I think is right for me, only for me, is it right for, for my neighbor? Is it right for the people who are suffering? And that's how I look. I don't, I don't look at it as a politic thing. I look at it as a people thing. 
We have to learn to work with one another. If we're going to be a progressive city and work together, we have to work together. We we have to listen. I think a lot of people are, you know, just don't do that anymore. And, and that, I, I think I, I'll, I'll be able to do that. I'll bring that to the city council if they let me. When you were running for War 6 in 2015 against still president of the city council, Kevin Jordan, It was interesting to see, even though you couldn't win that time, that you got a lot of support and your name became well known among the community. What is your experience after that first running for, for city council? Passion. The passion of the people, every door I knocked, every voice I heard, their concerns, their concerns kept me up at night because I feel their pain and I, I understand what they're talking about. And for me, it wasn't about just knocking on the door trying to get the vote. It was trying to understand what really is wrong within our city. And just in Ward 6, there were so many discoveries, things I didn't know had I not knocked on those doors. So for me, it was all about the passion, getting to know these people, getting to know the, the residents of Holyoke. I loved it. Whether you're Republican or Democrat, it didn't matter to me. It mattered to me that I heard your voice. That's what's important. And I, I just wish more people looked at it that way. You know, I, I'm friends with Republicans and I'm friends with Democrats. I myself am a Democrat, but I'm an open ear. And I love talking to these people. And I look forward to doing it again. And I'm probably I'm probably going to do it more now than ever. I only had a chance to go and knock on doors twice. You know, I believe it was two times around. This time I'm four, five, six. I'm just going to knock on every door and, and try to get to know as many more people and hear many more voices and, and, and accomplish that. What were at that time the most relevant concerns in War Six that you heard from the community? Public safety was key. There was a lot of concerns regarding that um, breaking and enterings, uh, poor lighting, poor conditions. There were there was buildings there that are falling apart. I, for one, almost fell down a flight of stairs because of a faulty step. And you know the resident told me this is what I'm talking about. This is what I deal on a day to day basis. That we have you know owners of these buildings that are not taking care of them. There are a lot of issues. I mean, we can stay here all day. I can tell you all of these issues, but I really want to get in there and, and work on these and not just say that I'm gonna, but do it. I want to do it. I will not sleep until it's done. You know, and that's, that's the kind of person I am. And moving from 2015 to today, aside of the, these issues that you just mentioned, what else you, you identify as a need, as part of your mission as city councilor for your ward and for the city in general to take care of? Um, I think, you know, there are a lot of people, we need to grow within our own. So with that I mean, there are a lot of entrepreneurs, people who want to start their own businesses. And there are programs such as uh, Spark, Um, that will help with that. I really want to dive into that because, you know, growing up, I always said, oh, I should open up my own business. And I, I love that. I, I love to see young people passionate to create and start their own businesses because if we grow within 
and we take care of our own, that'll influence other cities, surrounding cities, and they'll learn to do that. And I think that's growth within a city that will pay full, you know, pay, pay in full. It's just great. It's a, it, Spark is a great program, and I look forward to working with uh, that program if I can. Right now that you are officially running for War 6, what is your plan? What is the strategy that you're going to be applying uh, for this campaign? Knocking on doors. I am going to speak to as many people. It's very important. I really need to, look, if I'm going to do this, I really need to speak to everyone in that ward. Everyone. Even if you're not a voter. You know what? You don't have to vote for me. I, I, I need to talk to everyone, whether you're a registered voter or not. I need to include as many people as I can. So if your number, okay, on a certain street is not on my page as a voter, as a registered voter, guess what? I'm going to still knock on that door because I want to know what that voice has to say. I want to know what you're thinking. And to me, that's what's important. You mentioned at some point that the city council needs fresh ideas. That needs... Uh, revamp? Yes. A revamp. So how do you envision... Especially now that the seats at the city council are going to be less, how do you envision the city council working with a combination of old and new blood? Well, definitely that will be interesting. I think when when working with, if you will, old Holyoke and new Holyoke or new councillors and old councillors, I, I feel that as long as they're open-minded and they communicate, because that's key, communication. Express what you're trying to say without coming off so harsh. Um, I think there's a tendency of when you're speaking to one another, sometimes uh, either the slight change in tone of your voice can come off a little harsh, and, and the person that is listening to you will kind of turn off. So I think if we sat down respectfully and discussed our different opinions, whether we agree or not, if we just discussed it under with understanding when you go into a conversation with an open mind we can accomplish anything and i i believe that with new city councilors and old city councilors if we can if we can do that if we can communicate in a respectable level then i think anything can be accomplished i think that's that's what's key is is how we communicate to one another because not not only are we you know, amongst ourselves, but we're also being recorded. So the public goes to these spaces where we're having these discussions and they're leaving with an impression. That impression is important. You have to sound, you, you have to care and you have to communicate that, you know, without yelling, without any, you know, you got to be careful on how you express yourself. You really do because there are a lot of people listening. You know, we don't necessarily need to agree, but we need to at least understand another point of view without being so harsh or not harsh. Uh, just go into this conversation open-minded. I guess it will be fair to say to reestablish the concept of communication as being the receptor of a message and then change the role So the message can go back and forth in an effective and assertive way without yes. any, any additional feelings or mood to that that could lead to a misinterpretation, which sometimes is what creates this animosity yes. and make many of the issues that are being discussed difficult to deal with. 
right. not because of the nature of the issue, but the way it is addressed. Exactly. How do you perceive the city of Holyoke? Colorful. I perceive it colorful. I am going on 47 years of culture-rich, passionate, loving people in our city. I, I, there's no other place in the world like it. The history, the beautiful colors, the music. And I, again, I go back to it, the culture. You know, I remember um, being, you know, what, six years old, I believe, and watching the St. Patrick's Day Parade for the first time. And I said, what's this? I said, this is, this is amazing. I've never seen so much green. What's going on? And my mother explained to me, you know, about the Irish traditions. And, and I said, wow, I, I love it. You know, and, and I might be Puerto Rican, but let me tell you, I, I have Irish blood in me simply because I've, I've witnessed enough St. Patrick's Day parades. And I, I just love it. I, I love the culture. I, cultures, you know. I, I just love every single culture there is out there. The more, the better. And that's, that's how I perceive Holyoke, as, as a beautiful bowl full of colors. You know, I just love it. What Holyoke needs right now? Understanding. Holyoke needs people who are understanding, passionate, and most of all, fair. You need to have an open mind. You need to embrace those who are against you. You have to. It's like holding a magnet and they force each other apart. You have to find a way to come together. We're not going to get anywhere if we can't accomplish that. That's what's important. It's coming together. Holyoke needs to come together. I'm willing to work day in and day out if I have to. I'm willing to do what it takes to make Holyoke come together. Mentioning this important presence of the communities that make Holyoke what it is, the Irish community, the Puerto Rican community, the Polish community, and many others that live in the city. You've been involved, at least uh, participating in different activities, and I'm thinking, for example, Taste of South Holyoke that happened during the fall of last year, that I think it was one of, one of the most recent successful ways to get everybody together, regardless your origin, regardless which part of the city you live in. Yes. Creating more events like this could be a key for creating this unity? Of course. Yes, because when we all come together in a community, and especially for those who have closed their doors and call it, if you want, uh, given up, I think you need to reopen those doors again and say hi to your neighbor, one you might not have been talking to for whatever reason, and have an open mind. It falls on everyone. It's just not one person. It's everyone. We all have to be on that same page. So if there's an if we have more events where we're likely, you know, where we're not likely to be at because of, you know, for whatever reason and and you just take that that chance and you go to whatever event we're looking at. 
I had an event in mind, actually. I wanted to create an event that was history and part of Holyoke as a whole. Latino, Irish, Polish, Muslim, you name it. How we all came to be. I think if we can get there and start understanding how Holyoke became to be and how it is today, I think that's part of the problem, is that we'd fail to forget how we got here. You know, there's a reason why we have history in school, is because we need to learn so that any mistakes that might have happened in history won't be present in the future. So I think if we just revisited how we got here in this state, you know, of Holyoke, and look at it, we would figure out what went wrong or why are why we are the way we are, you know. And I, I don't mean to include myself because I understand it. I understand it than some people, you know, but I think that's important is to understand why we are the way we are. And and creating events such as, you know, uh, the history of Holyoke or, or, or such events where we, you know, all, you know, groups come and, and meet together and, and, and get to know one another, reestablish that, that communication. I think that's important. I remember a time when we met at a, one of the meetings for the um, Holyoke Media Project. Yes. And then I realized how much you are involved with media. So that is something that I would like to talk a little bit. Of course. What is your perception right now of the current status of the media nationwide, but most important, locally? I think they have an obligation. I think that uh, media certainly has an obligation um, when it comes to spreading news. You know, what kind of message are we sending out there? That obligation is is to make sure that whatever it is, you are trying to communicate to the public, to the general public, that first of all, that it's true, and that it's, you know, what's the purpose of it? Now, when you're talking media, you're talking also social media included, right? Absolutely, Or, yes. Okay, yes, because that is that, that could be an issue. Um, social media, Facebook in general, Facebook has a tendency or its users has a tendency of sharing uh, stories or articles that are basically not, it has no facts, it has a lot of holes, and it mis misinterprets the story being told. And so people leave with this impression of, oh, see, this is what happened, and this is, this is what's really going on. And, and yet, come to find out, if you did a little research, go to Snopes.com uh, or did a little research, you would see that that's just created to cause a negative impact on society. It's almost as if we are each other's enemies, and we're not. You know, there's a, there's a bigger problem here. And what we need to do is, is be careful and not judge one another. You know, like, for example, I, I had a friend who shared something on social media, and I, I sent a private message. I said, you know, you know, I love you, and I have high respects for you. I said, but I did a little research on the article that you had posted, and, and this is what I found out. You know, I, I didn't call them out on social media because that's just making the matters worse. So I sent them a private message, and I said, you know, this is, this is what this is really about. He, in turn, you know, in turn thanked me for it. 
And I think that's 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 key is when you see something you disagree with, you don't necessarily have to shoot one another back and forth on social media because what happens is now a you might lose a friendship, and b the other person just doesn't want to hear what you got to say. So you need to find a way to communicate to one another what you agree and what you disagree with, without becoming you know belligerent or or just outright just rude. <laughs> Um, I think that's a big issue on social media. And I love media. Let me tell you, I, it's it's connected me with friends I haven't seen in forever, family I haven't even seen in forever. And there's there's pros and cons to, to social media, especially Facebook. Um, people who weren't talking about politics, you know, um, are now talking about it. You know, so there's pros and cons about it. But it's also, you know, your responsibility to know if indeed what you are sharing is factual or not. It is great that you are elaborating in this topic this way because I can definitely see this process of thinking being applied at a session at City Council, making sure that the information that is shared, that is discussed, is based on facts and not just perceptions, prejudice, or misinformation, or just laziness and ignorance yes. that leads to this confusion and this back and forth without real foundation of truth or fact. So I'm glad to hear that you're interested in this process of having an effective and assertive communication because that says what is your perspective also for the way you will be creating the dialogue and the communication at a city council seat. Of course. Yeah, and like I said before, I will not say no or yes. I need to I need to dissect whatever is being brought to me. I, you know, anyone who jumps the gun quickly is not rational. You, you can't simply say, "Yes, oh, yeah, let's let's pass this right now." Right? It it takes time. It really does. Cuz again, you have to include everybody. You know, this is a hard process. And it's one that I'm willing to work with. You know, I, it's one that could be, I wouldn't say fixed, because it's not that it's broken, but that could be worked on. I really have a passion for listening and absorbing the truth from fact to truth. You know, I, I, I do a lot of research. I just don't say yes or no. I do a lot of research before I say yes or no. I guess right now will be the perfect opportunity for you to present what your platform is so that way people can get the official perception of your candidacy for War 6 as city councilor. Sure. So I've been watching the effort, you know, to expand rail service to our region. Um, so this kind of regional collaborative project that our government should strongly endorse and offer our support to whenever possible. It offers opportunity for a variety, variety of um, stakeholders to come together for common purpose. Not only would it provide expanded opportunities for the people of our city, but would open our community up for investment from companies across the state. So, you know, the railroad would also bring in people like, say, who don't have the privilege of owning a car, who lives a few cities away. Um, to come to visit in our city. Maybe, you know, they, they don't have enough for a car, but they, they'd like to work somewhere in Holyoke, so on and so forth. You're opening opportunities, you're opening doors for people who don't have those opportunities to travel. Not to mention, it, it will reduce congestion on the highway. 
it's a very green thought. You know, you're thinking green. On the topic of business, we have lots of good businesses to poor building conditions. I don't think we've done enough to step in. So bring partners together and prevent failing buildings from, you know, leading to the failure of a business. I believe by bringing multiple interests together, we can come up with a creative ways, you know, creative ways of uh, saving our businesses now. I also want to touch on the fact that um, I know I mentioned it earlier, uh, the Spark program is is a great um, opportunity for those entrepreneurs in our city. Um, I think it's important that we grow, you know, our city within. Uh, the idea that our city's best chance for business growth comes from inside is a key to sustained growth. I believe we should do even more to support such efforts, helping to expand them and do more to make sure that the people in our city, in all parts of the city, know that we have resources to turn to. How can people reach out to you? How can get information about your platform and engage, especially now that the campaign is going to require some support and some and some engagement? Well, they can they can contact me on social media. Uh, Juan Anderson Burgos for Ward Six City Council. Through there, you can send me messages, and I'll I'll respond to every single one. Juan Anderson Burgos for Ward Six City Council at Juan for Six. Uh, send me a message there. Any Anyone who sends me a message is guaranteed a, a response in a timely fashion. And uh, any concerns they may have or questions in regards to anything I have said today, I'll be more than happy to address. Also, this information to contact Juan Anderson Burgos will be available on this posting on our website, radioplasma.com, so that way we are facilitating this access, making it easier for everyone to get in touch with candidates and eventually uh, elected officials, as it should be. Anything else you would like to add? Yes, we are Holyoke. Holyoke we are. I love you all. Well, thank you very much, Juan, for taking the time, coming here, talk to us at this podcast session. And the invitation is still open, so you can come back and we can follow up as the campaign keeps developing. And eventually, we hope to have an open conversation with more of the candidates so we can exchange more of these ideas and projects to create this dialogue in a more interactive way to to create the engagement. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I thank you so much for for inviting me into, you know, in, into your studio and I thank you so much for doing this. I I I am very honored. Thank you. Well, this all the time that we have today for our session of Radio Plasma, we We heard the words of Juan Anderson Burgos, candidate for Ward 6 City Council in the city of Holyoke. And this is the Radio Plasma Podcast. This episode was recorded and produced at the Plasma Media Lab at the Gandhara Youth Development Center in Holyoke, Massachusetts, where, of course, the sounds of ambience are part of the nature of living in a city so active. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega. Thank you for listening.